definitely agree with her too. Colorado and Montana were, were, were wonderful places. And uh, Upper Peninsula of Michigan holds a special place in, in my mm-hmm. heart too. Yeah. really enjoyed that. Oh, that's but, up there you, for you know, me It's such as a well. hard question. Yeah, but, and, and as, as I think you would agree, you know, every place in the United States, you know, every state has its own unique beauty mm-hmm. and, and specialness, you know? And so you could almost find favorites everywhere, everywhere. right? Everywhere, yeah. Hi, everyone. I'm Stephanie. And I'm Jeremy. Authors of Where Should We Camp Next, a 50-state guide to amazing campgrounds and other unique outdoor accommodations. Almost 12 years ago, we bought a pop-up camper that changed our lives and introduced us to the joys of RV travel. Join us now as we talk about where to camp, what gear to bring, and the best food to cook. We will also keep you dialed in to the latest RV innovations from people in the know. So pull up a chair and join us around the digital campfire. This is the RV Atlas. Hello, everybody, and welcome to today's episode of the RV Atlas. Today, I am so excited to welcome on the show first-time guests Eric and Jeannie Anderson, who have been full-timing for over two years with their very cute dog, Hershey Pop. Now, those of you who are in the RV Atlas group on Facebook will probably recognize Eric's name because he posts all the time about his full-time adventures with Jeannie and with Hershey Pop. And he almost writes like these wonderful blog posts um, that are that are so fun to follow in our group. So if you're not in the RV Atlas group on Facebook, that's just one more reason to get into it. So today, Eric and Jeannie are going to be reviewing Camping on the Gulf RV Resort in Destin, Florida. This is a beautiful section of Northern Florida, and this is one of the premier resorts in that area. Eric and Jeannie spent, I think, about four months there last winter, and they're actually going back this winter. So they are living the RV snowbird lifestyle, which I really want to live someday myself. So it was really inspiring to talk to them about their full-time RV travels, about snowbirding, and about this really, really gorgeous resort in Destin, Florida. So we're going to give you that great review. Uh, But before we do so, we have a sponsored message from our friends at Thetford. The Aquamagic 6 is Thetford's newest lightweight toilet that comes with a residential-sized slow-close seat and cover. It provides the deepest toilet bowl available for RVs, and it is easy to install. The Aquamagic 6 is available in higher low profiles to fit your specific requirements. The space-saving design allows for the closest possible mounting to the wall, and the foot flush is positioned for minimal floor space interference. To learn more about the Aquamagic 6 and to view Thetford's complete lineup of products, head on over to Thetford.com. Hello, Eric and Jeannie Anderson, and welcome to the RV Atlas. How are you both doing today? Very well. Thank you. Hey, Jeremy. Great. We're doing good. And I wanted to thank you, Eric, for all of the uh, awesome posts that you do in the RV Atlas group. I really appreciate getting to follow along on your your full-time adventure and all the the pictures and stories that you share. So I don't know if I've ever thanked you for that, but I want to thank you for that now. Mm-hmm. Oh, great. Thanks. It's always fun sharing what we do, especially with your group. So give us the backstory for you guys. This is your first first time on the podcast. So give us your background as RVers. How did you become full-time RVers? 
Uh, yeah, there's a little story with that, as, as I suppose there is with most people. Um, actually, we had a, a four-year plan after we decided to, to go full-time. We were both um, deep in our careers. I was Vice President of Human Resources and Healthcare, Jeannie, a registered nurse. And uh, my boss one day, Mary Ellen, said to me after a particularly stressful day, said, Eric, we should just forget about all this and just buy an RV and travel around the country. So we laughed. Uh, came home, I told Jeannie that, and Jeannie laughed. And then we were on a couple more times over the next couple of weeks. And uh, next time I told Jeannie that Mary Ellen had suggested buying an RV and just taking off around the country, she said, Eric, do you think we could actually do something like that? Mm-hmm. And uh, I had no idea. I, I didn't really know at that time, or we didn't know, that uh, full-time RVing was actually a thing back then. So I, I started Googling and realized that there's, yeah, a whole community around RVing full-time around the country. And the more we researched it, the more we felt it would be a, a great life adventure for ourselves. Yeah. So we, we created a four-year plan to uh, wind down our careers and pay off all our debt, get our, our RV, and uh, make the move. So that's that's actually where the, the germ of the idea started, thanks to my boss. <laughs> And you both were on board with this right away, Jeannie. You were, were like, "Let's do it." I mean, was there was there a lot of conversation before agreeing to it? I have to admit, I was a little bit leery of the whole thing. Uh, people would always say to me, "Oh, that's my dream come true," and I was like, uh-huh. "You know, like, okay, that that's good." So yeah, no, I had no idea how I was going to really actually take to this. You know, I have grandchildren in, on the island, Long Island, and you know, so I was really very iffy, but I, I wasn't going to let that s- stop me. Um, and you know, we talked about whether or not, uh, you know, if you're really miserable, you know, we'll stop and this and that, but it turned out better than I expected. Mm-hmm. Totally. Thank God for FaceTime. So I get to see my grandchildren and when I'm really missing them, uh, I hop on a plane. So I've mm-hmm. seen them like three times, mm-hmm. you know, physically seen them like three times for long periods of time, a month, couple of weeks. And we just got back uh, from an 18 day stay in Long Island and uh, also Delaware where my other two grandchildren are. So um, when I'm really, really, you know, really can't take another minute without them, uh, you mm-hmm. know, I get on a plane and I see them, but then there's always FaceTime and uh, I get, get to see them that way. And uh, so in the beginning, no, I was really kind of leery, like, uh, I, I don't know if this is going to work for me, but I also wasn't going to let it stop, stop us. I figured, let me at least give it a try. And uh, but it worked out a lot better than I expected. So there's That's the emotional I- things to think through. But then there's also kind of dealing with the purging of all of your stuff. Was that complicated for you guys? Oh, uh, well, it's funny because we gave most of our stuff uh, furniture wise to my daughter who had just bought a house. So when we went over to her house this last day, uh, we saw our furniture. We visited our furniture as well. you know. So um, her house is basically decorated with a lot of our furniture. So, um, you know, that that definitely helped. But but you're right, Jeremy. That was part of the emotional roller coaster, I think, for us as well. I mean, we did realize like most people how much stuff we had accumulated over the years 
you know, including my <clears throat> my, my uh, deceased parents' stuff over 40 years as well. And it just, you know, to purge all of that was time-consuming and complicated and, and pretty emotional too. Yeah. We didn't, yeah. Uh, we didn't do a storage unit thing like some folks do. Um, the only thing we have, other than what we have in the RV and the, the car that we tow, is two small plastic storage boxes of real sentimental, special stuff back at uh, our daughters on the island. Mm-hmm. And that's it. Well, what a journey. Now, what RV did you guys choose for this big adventure? Well, we have a 2017 Thor Windsport 29M. So we're just shy of 31 feet, Class A. And uh, we originally were going to wait and purchase an RV a year before we were going to leave. Um, and then it, 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 we had done all our research online and we thought we knew what we wanted. And we said to ourselves, you know, maybe we should actually see an RV first, you know, in person. <laughs> um, so we went to the, the big Hershey, Pennsylvania RV show back in September of 2016, just to look, <laughs> just to look. Yep. And we, we came back from that weekend um, with, a, with a sales agreement. Proud owners of, yeah. <laughs> we ordered it a lot earlier. It turned out to be the greatest decision because yeah, we were yeah. able to enjoy it from Long Island, you know, with our grandkids and kids and uh, get used, uh, to it. used to it, really get a feel for whether we thought we could actually live together in <laughs> such a small space full and uh, so it worked out quite well. And, and our, our rig has been great for us. Yeah. Floor plan has been perfect for us and Hershey Pup. And uh, it's treated us real well over. We just turned 30,000 miles on it, actually, this past week. Now, how Eric is Hershey Pup? little details. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Jeannie. Oh, Hershey's done great. Yeah. yeah. No, that's okay. Yeah. No, he just put it, all his little, you know, uh, it was never owned by anyone. So he didn't have to figure out. You know, I need this, I need that, but he doesn't know what the owner prior to that did to it. So he really, it's just his, you know, it's our baby and he just could put in whatever he felt needed to be put in, especially for safety features. Mm-hmm. So, um, what? And solar. And solar, things like that. So it, it was just ours and he put in so many, so many different safety features, things that we needed. And so it was just so much better to get it you know, not used and trying to figure out what the owner prior, you know, did to it. So he spent a lot of time uh, prior to leaving, uh, putting in safety features and things to make to make us comfortable. Uh, So you guys started your full time journey at a very, very interesting time, right? I mean, so when did this whole adventure start? What was it? July? Uh, 2020, yeah, right at the uh, the COVID, yeah, the COVID pandemic, especially on Long Island, New York, at that time had become pretty much the epicenter. And uh, go figure, right? We we had a four year plan for Mm -hmm. this whole thing, and then a couple months before we're ready to go, COVID hits the globe, you know, yeah. Uh, and we we're both in, in healthcare at the time as well. Jeannie was actually a nurse supervisor at a, a nursing home at that yeah. time on Long Island. Yeah. And I was working in assisted living. So it was a pretty crazy time. Actually, we, we put our house on the market on a Saturday, had a couple showings. And the very next day, Sunday morning, the governor of New York shut down the entire state and nothing was happening. So we thought uh, we thought our plans were, were for sure on hold indefinitely at that point. But um, but actually, our listing got a lot of traction online. And lo and behold, we had somebody who really, really wanted it. 
and uh, made us a cash offer for yeah. more than we thought we were going to get. And uh, it, it was it, sold. It went through. It was sold. And we were right on track for the four-year plan, despite uh, jumping out into the world of COVID. So you hit, you, the hit the road. Lucky. you hit the road in July. Is that right? Yeah, yes. July 2020. So campgrounds had reopened, basically. I mean, it was, I mean, like a few months earlier, you know, you had campgrounds closed across the country. So I think, I mean, by the time you guys hit the road, you were finding everything was open again. Well, not everything. Yeah. I mean, most of the campgrounds were, but with, you know, severe restrictions. And and what we were, what we ended up doing was we were kind of leapfrogging quarantine restrictions as we went through New England, one state to the next, because we had come from counties and, and locales that were below a certain incident rating. We didn't have to quarantine in each successive place that we went. But lo and behold, behind us, and hopefully it wasn't us, but behind yeah. us, um, those places started putting quarantine orders in place as we moved along. We really lucked out. We yeah. really didn't have much problems at all with uh, yeah. with campgrounds. So we stayed to ourselves, you know, and we, we, both being in healthcare, we practiced good infection control. Um, but there was a lot closed, certainly, you know, you know retail operations, restaurants, um, a lot of sites, uh, certainly the government facilities and visitor centers, all that stuff was closed for a very long time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What a beginning to this full-time adventure. I mean, that the timing couldn't really be crazier. So let's dive into your, your campground review, which is really why we're here today. But I wanted you guys to kind of introduce uh, yourselves to our, our audience. Um, so you guys are going to give us a review of the Camping on the Gulf RV Resort uh, in Destin, Florida. Mm-hmm. So, so tell us, when did you go here first and what are your plans for going back? Okay, sure. Um, so our first winter out, which was the winter of 2020 into 2021, we decided to, um, to go down to Florida. Uh, I got a really good buddy from back in my high school days who lives in Destin, in Mir- Miramar Beach, Destin, Florida, out on the Panhandle. So uh, we figured we would go there for quite a few months over the, the winter and hang out with him and his his family. So uh made reservations at, uh, at that time. It was called Camp Golf. And so we made reservations there probably, I don't know. Before we left. Well, yeah. before we left, but yeah, yeah you, you had to. It was like 11, no, 13 months early. Okay. We got reservations there for a, a four-month package and uh, really enjoyed it. The staff there were, were super wonderful. The amenities were nice. And uh, it worked out as a, a great winter stay for us. I got a little job at a Ben & Jerry's. Uh, his buddy, uh, Greg, he owned a Ben & Jerry's. And it was like a 10-minute <laughs> walk down the block. And he asked me if I wanted to scoop some ice cream. And I was like, yeah, why not? Make a little money for Christmas presents for my grandkids. And so I did that the whole time I was there. And so that was fun. Um, it was cold. <laughs> I guess we always think Florida, it's going to be warm, but Everywhere. not not in the wintertime. But we're also up north in Florida. So um, it was cold, you know, but uh, doable. And uh, so, uh, yeah, and the place was really nice. It was really nice, very clean. And, um, you know, close, uh, there's a, a Tanger outlet store. So I got to do a lot of shopping there. Oh. Yeah, yeah, it was very, very nice. No, I was more there. About exactly I, what they. Yeah, we'll dive into the details. I mean, we were in Destin in April, and it was chilly. So I imagine that 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 is something that you know, if you're considering snowboarding in in northern Florida, you should be aware of the fact that it that it can be quite chilly. Now, 
yeah. jumping ahead a little. Now you guys are going back this winter, but correct me if I'm wrong. You're not staying as long this time around. Is that partly because it's chilly? Um, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah pretty much. We, we would... Well, we we spent last winter in Arizona, so we got a, a nice taste for uh, wonderful warm winter weather out there. So this year we're going to be down in Destin again. But I told my buddy, I said, Greg, sorry, but we're we're getting there early, and and we're going to be leaving a little earlier because mm-hmm. we found that January and February, especially February, yeah, that was the coldest. It was cold. Well, when we say cold, I mean it actually got down into the thirties, like thirties or so. Yeah. And routinely in the 40s and and it was rainy and and kind yeah. of damp yeah just cloudy if you had to so, winterize your rig you know, while snowbirding in florida that would be kind of like depressing like i mean if it's uh, dipping into the 30s like i imagine you're almost thinking about having to to winterize the rv practically well, a couple nights we thought about it but it didn't get down that low and for that long that it really wasn't a concern So Eric and Jeannie, tell me about the sites at the uh, Camping on the Gulf RV Resort. Like what do our listeners need to know? What are the best sites? What sites do you like? What are the the details? So they have um, about 217 sites and pretty much all full hookups. And they're fairly good size. You know, rigs aren't on top of each other. So you got a little bit of space. You know, they're they're all paved, either um, concrete or pavers. And there's a bit of separation between them. In many cases, there's hedges or trees. Certainly there's palm trees all around, which is nice. Uh, And I guess uh, some of the most popular sites would be the ones that are, they call beachfront. So those are actually, I think there's 16 or 17 of those sites that are actually on the beach. They're, they're actually on the sand. No hookups. Um, well, they what are an electric hookup? Oh, there's no no sewer down there. Okay. They do have a honey wagon service that'll come and, and provide that service. So those 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 sites though are pretty close together. You know, they're they're kind of like slide to slide, awning to awning. Matter of fact, I don't think you can open awnings down there on those beachfront sites, but. The, the plus is you, you look out your window and there's the beautiful sugar sand of the Emerald Coast and, and the Gulf of Mexico right, right in front of you. So those are those are pretty nice. Then they have a, a row back from the beachfront sites, which they also call beach sites. <clears throat> so those are one row back, but they do have full hookups there. The other thing folks need to know about for the beachfront sites is that pets are not permitted in those as well. Matter of fact, there's a countywide ordinance that pets are not allowed on the beaches there in, in Walton County in general. So that's a little challenge that, that pet owners have to, to work with. Um, and, and then the uh, other sites go back up a little bit of a, a grade, and there's a, another level of fairly open sites. There's palm trees there. And those are nice. And then it continues on back as you head up towards the road, US 98, and then becomes a little bit more treed. There's um, mature trees and palm trees, hedges between many of the sites. There's a little bit of privacy. <clears throat> you can find some shade up there in those sites as well. Uh, we, we chose an upper, what they call the upper section, because uh, we did want to have some, we were going to be there for such a long time, we wanted to have an opportunity for a little bit of shade from the, the Florida sun. Um, and we like that where, where we were, and it was only, I don't know, maybe a two, three minute walk to the beach. Yeah. Right down, right down the road. Yeah. Two, three minute walk. Yep. So, so every, everything's pretty convenient. It was the pools and jacuzzi. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And one pool, they put a dome over it for the winter. So, you know, you had that. 
because it would be too cold to actually mm-hmm. swim in a pool at that time. But they put a dome over one of them. Oh, so, super nice. So what other um, what other amenities, amenities did you guys really like there? Uh, well, we like the pet wash station for Hershey Pop. <laughs> that was handy. Uh, clean bathrooms. Yeah, uh, the, the bathrooms wash and were beautiful. Um, yeah. The bathrooms were almost, they were kind of like bathroom um, shower suites, if you will. Uh, super clean, kind of luxurious. Matter of fact, uh, some of the bathrooms were nicer than they were back in our sticks and bricks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that was nice. They had two separate bathhouses with those nice, nice bathrooms. Uh, a nice laundromat there, or laundry facilities. Those were good as as well. Jeannie mentioned the two pools with the jacuzzi. Uh, one of the pools, the South Pool, is more geared towards kids. They have mm-hmm. a big water slide there, which is kind of cool. And then the uh, second pool, which is more up in the upper section near the offices, like Jeannie said, they cover and uh, have that open throughout the winter. And they have like uh, aqua size classes and uh, different activities going on in the pool there, which is cool. They got an activities. Um, building if you will that has a lot of games pool and some other games in there bit of a, a library mm-hmm. um pet wash station mentioned that we made good use of that for hershey they have propane fill station they've got a, a vehicle pressure wash station as well they have you know where the offices they have a pretty decent uh, campground or rv park store as well a lot of yeah, supplies there and the great thing is you can receive your mail there so for full-timers like us that was nice not having to schlep to the post office all the time for our general delivery mail mm-hmm. it gets yeah, delivered right great. there to the, uh, the rv park so that was pretty handy so it sounds like it really is designed for full-timers i mean i'm sure there's people that come in for the weekend or whatever but it sounds like the majority of their crowd are people that are there for extended periods of time is that correct yeah yeah yeah, yeah. definitely for, for months at a time typically yeah and the longer you stay the cheaper it is um yeah if you stay for four months each night um the cheaper it is mm-hmm. so we stayed for four months i'm not sure exactly did you write that down there's somewhere oh, yeah it makes a big difference i mean because you know like like most of these destination resorts you know on the coast of florida during peak season, it's like super expensive. You know, anywhere from, uh, I don't know what the current rates are for this year on a nightly, they can be anywhere from a hundred to two dollars per month. By tapping into some of their monthly monthly deals, <clears throat> and in case they have like a three month, four month type packages, and if you're, you're there during a certain period of time, it can knock the price down tremendously. I mean, when we were there in 2020 20 to 21, we were in a site that was nightly around 103 104 dollars a night and uh we got it for a little less than 35 dollars a night so full hookups in destin florida on the gulf coasts and the emerald coast you know for 35 bucks a night and that was a beautiful thing oh my gosh that sounds amazing and it really is it's one of my favorite places in all of florida like i would put it right next to you know tampa we love the tampa area we we love destin so much so we have a little bit more to talk about with eric and Jeannie, and we're going to come back in a second but before we do so we have a sponsored message from our friends at the maryland department of tourism you know what's great about maryland when you explore our many scenic byways you find more like fresh crabs and local oysters around the chesapeake bay served up at breathtaking waterfront seafood spots You find the freedom to paddle through, boat on, and cannonball into this nation's most beautiful waterways. You find a trail system that's second to none, chock full of Insta-worthy overlooks, 
ideal fly fishing areas, and picturesque pathways. You find stories and landmarks that transcend history books, like the birthplace of Harriet Tubman and sites along the Underground Railroad. Maybe you're headed west for the breweries, vineyards, and charming mountain towns. Maybe you're going east to the ocean's sandy beaches. Or maybe you're interested in one of the many vibrant historic city centers in between. Whichever direction you're traveling, there's always a way to see, do, taste, and enjoy more. Find a byway. Now is the time. Maryland is the place. Explore byway details and plan your trip at visitmaryland.org. That's visitmaryland.org. Welcome back to the show, Eric and Jeannie, and thank you so much for giving us that review of this amazing campground in Destin. Um, So you love this place, and you're going back to this place, but it's not perfect, right? I mean, you did mention a concern that you had that you thought you might share with our audience. Okay, traffic. <laughs> yeah, yeah, traffic. That's one thing about because uh, Destin is such a popular place during peak season. Um, the, the the main route through there, the peninsula, US ninety eight, has a huge amount of traffic. I mean, it, it actually reminded us a little bit of some of our lo- old Long Island traffic. It you know. Um, it had to do with um, construction, so yeah, I don't know. That was part two, of it. yeah, two years. So how much construction's been done? I don't know. Where, you know whether it's going to be better. Is it still going on? I'm not really sure. But it had a lot to do with construction. Yeah, it's a busy. It's a busy place, though. In yeah, peak season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot of tourists going down there for the winter. And we, so there was there was traffic of, for yeah. us in April as well. It was there was a lot of traffic when we were there. Uh, matter of fact, at one point we were going to a. Um, uh, an event at one of our friends in kind of next town over. And we started out and uh, the traffic was so bad that normally it would probably take 15, 20 minutes to get to their house that uh, within about 45 minutes of the traffic, we finally, we gave up and we turned around and we had to go back home because it was just so busy. I was going to say, by the time we got there, the event was going to be over. So <laughs> oh my we decided gosh. just to turn around. Now, there's some beautiful state parks um, nearby. So tell us uh, what are some of these state parks and, and what, what did you love about them for, for day trips? And they also have camping options as well. Okay, yeah, sure. Um, as a matter of fact, when we first got down there, we stayed a week at Henderson Beach State Park, which is literally in Destin. Um, and you know, right on the beach, and that was a fantastic state park. So we stayed there for a week before our booking was ready for us over in uh, camping on the Gulf. So that's a great place. And then uh, just down the road is one of the super popular state park, Topsail Hill Preserve State Park, just about probably 15, 20 minutes down the road from camping on the Gulf. So great campground there super camping opportunities and wonderful hiking and biking trails and access to the beach there as well. And then farther down um, along the coast, probably about a half hour or so, is uh, Grayson Beach State Park. Uh, That's another nice one. Uh, They also have camping and uh, full beach access there too. So lots lots of great places to go to be right by the beach down there. What's your both of your favorite things to do in the Destin area? Like, I mean, what are you looking forward to the most for this winter for just like something fun to do for an activity? Well, I tell you, we just like that time on the beach. Uh, I, mountain bike, and it's great riding up and down the beach there as well. Mm-hmm. Now, we'd like to do more water activities. And since we're going down in early November now, now we might. And when we were down there, things like, um, you know, uh, 
renting a you know renting a boat, either a pontoon boat or or a, a ski jet, something yeah. like that. You know, they really weren't doing that because it was too chilly at that time. Uh, but if if folks go in either the early part of the season or the late part of the season when it's warmer, you know, the water activities are phenomenal there. Mm-hmm. And Jeannie, what about you? What are you looking forward to the most for your return? Uh, yeah, I, I love. I love snorkeling, so I'd like to probably do some of that. You know, snorkeling is one of my favorite things to do. And just walking up and down the beach and, uh, you know, biking, things like that. Admittedly, we'll we'll probably do those water activities, you know, after we leave there. Because we're going to leave there in kind of the later part of January and head down to Key Largo for the rest of the winter. So uh, we plan on staying a little warmer this time. (laughs) That sounds great. And while I have you guys, my last question for each of you, um, you know, you've been full-timing now for for several years. Uh, Each of you tell me your favorite place that you have visited in the (laughs) RV since you started full-timing. Just tell me quickly where you love, what you love the most. Colorado for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I always thought I was a beach person. You know, I thought, oh, we got to live by the beach. But um, Colorado was really the first time that I ever, like, I remember walking out of a food store and I looked up and there was just mountains all around. And I was blown away. I was totally blown away. And I'm like, nope, I'm a mountain girl. <laughs> so um, Colorado was the first time I realized what type of a person I was, um, you know, what I loved. So, uh, Colorado, Montana, any type of, uh, you know, mountain place. And so, but I have to say Colorado was my favorite. And Eric, how about you? So, yeah, it's always such a difficult question. I'll tell you, because many times we'll leave someplace and Jeannie looks at me as we're driving away, say, oh, this was my favorite place yet. (laughs) So she's got like 60 different favorite places. Um, for, for myself, I gotta say, I was just totally blown away by the uh, Canadian Rocky Mountain oh, region okay. up in British Columbia. Uh, that was just uh, amazing to me. Uh, but I, I definitely agree with her too. Colorado and Montana were, were, were wonderful places. And uh, Upper Peninsula, Michigan holds a special place in, in my mm-hmm. heart too. Really yeah. enjoyed that. Oh, that's but, up there you, for you know, me It's such a well. hard question. Yeah, but and as as I think you would agree, you know, every place in the United States, you know, every state has its own unique beauty mm-hmm. and, and specialness, you know. And so you could almost find favorites everywhere, everywhere. I think. Yeah. Yep. Well, thank you so much, Eric and Jeannie Anderson, for coming on the podcast. And I hope you come back again at some point soon. And I, I wish you guys uh, wonderful adventures this winter in Florida and beyond. Thank you so much. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks, Jeremy. This was great. Yes, and th- and again, thank you so much for being in the RV Atlas group and always uh, sharing all of your adventures and your journeys and your pictures with Hershey Pop. It's like I feel like I'm uh, I feel like I'm along for the ride with you guys. So hopefully we'll meet someday and we'll see you at the campground. Thank you both again. Thank you. Okay, bye bye. A big thank you for listening to this episode of the RV Atlas, and a big thank you to our sponsors, to Neighbor. The Thetford Corporation, Camp Spot, Yogi Bear's Jellystone Park Camp Resorts, RV Snaphead, and Go RVing. To find out more about the topics discussed in this show, head on over to the RVAtlas.com. And to join the friendliest group of RVers, head on over to the RV Atlas group on Facebook. If you enjoyed this show, please consider leaving us a review over at iTunes, and we'll see you at the campground.